Like if you were sitting on that properly, you wouldn't have fallen off of it. Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm Hannah. Welcome to Coffee Teach Repeat, the podcast where we talk all things teaching over a cup of coffee. While your coffee is brewing, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coffee Teach Repeat Pod. This episode from the Teacher's Lounge is all about flexible seating. Hey, Kristen, what are you drinking today? Hey, I am drinking a hot coffee with some cream in it. Keeping it simple today. What are you drinking, Hannah? I've got an iced Pepsi, so mm. no coffee for me today. But full caffeine. Yes. How we like it. All right, so, so flexible seating. The buzzword of the century over here, right? Mm-hmm. So what is flexible seating to you? So I think of anything that's not a chair to desk. You know? The traditional, you know, things that are set up in rows. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like an, yeah, it's an option that's different than what we typically think. Not just a table and blue. We have blue chairs at our school. Same. Yeah. So no no table or desk and blue chair combination. So why do you use flexible seating, Hannah? So initially I used flexible seating because my first real classroom, my first year I was a traveling teacher. My second year I was in essentially a closet. No. And so I had I had four tables and so the kids were squished. And so I used it a lot because I wanted them to be able to not be so squished. Mm -hmm. And really, my first year, I let kids sit on the floor. It wasn't like a seating. I didn't buy anything for it other than clipboards. Nice. And so I had flexible seating my first year, but it wasn't like a formal flexible seating Mm -hmm. situation. But I used it because not every kid wants to sit hunched over a desk. Yeah. And I feel like kids feel a lot better and work a lot better when they have a choice in their environment. And so that, for me, was a big reason why I started using flexible seating. What about you, Kristen? I really like what you said about kids having a choice in their environment because I think that's why flexible seating was born in the first place. You know, as the industrial era of schooling, you know, morphed into what we have today, it was very sit in a row with, you know, your typical desk and chair. And when I came in, I guess the problem, the problem with most schools is not, not a problem, but you just, you get what you get, right? Mm -hmm. You walk into your classroom for the first time, you're like, oh, okay, there are tables in here. I was not anticipating whatever I have. Mm -hmm. But I just remember my first couple years, I swapped out tables for desks or vice versa. I think I I had another teacher who was new who was like sobbing over the fact that she had tables. And I'm like, well, I have desks. I'll trade with you. It's fine. So I I just began to look around my classroom and it wasn't, I don't know, I've transformed it into more of a home, like a second home because kids spend all day there. And I think I use it because, yeah, I wanted to give kids a choice since they don't have a choice about coming to school or not. And I, I just, I think it becomes, 
I don't, it allows kids to, to really feel like they are at home in their environment. Mm -hmm. And it allows them if they need it to move. Mm -hmm. As a teacher, I'm never standing or sitting in one place for more than a few minutes. And even now I, I have a standing desk at work. I have one of those, you know, squishy pads behind my desk and I'm constantly moving. I mean, be it that my feet hurt because I've been sitting all summer, but, or whatever it is, I, I'm constantly moving. I, I have a wobble stool for myself because I feel that constant need to move. My husband asks me, why are you, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's like, well, you're moving. Your, your leg is like constantly moving. I'm like, I, that's just, that's just who I am. So I, I use it because I want kids to feel like they are comfortable in their own space, whatever, like their learning space, whatever that may look like, you know? And, and I, I typically would send out a sort of quiz or not a quiz. What do they call it? Google form at the beginning of the year, asking kids, how do you learn best at home? Because some kids do their homework standing up at a counter in the kitchen, you know, or they sit on a bar height stool or they sit on the floor or they sit on the couch or they're, you know, I want to know where kids in my room kind of stand in that, in that way so that I can have enough things available for them to feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the next question is with education funding being basically non-existent, <laughs> yep. how, how did you get your flexible seating? And maybe tell me what you use. Oh, okay. So I, I bought into flexible seating early, early in the game, or at least five years ago, maybe six. And I just heard it and I watched. There was some video or something and I, I immediately thought that that would work for me. I am not... Uh, the type of teacher that needs to have things a certain way necessarily. I mean, I, no shame on anyone's game. I just, you come into my room and it is different. It is not for everyone. And teachers are not shy about telling me that either they love it or that they would absolutely hate to have all of my furniture. So maybe I'll start with what I have and then I'll tell you how I got it. So I think... Uh, early in the game, I just got whatever was inexpensive. So I've got those, we call them study buddies. They're like pillows with arms. You know, you like you put mm -hmm. it on your bed behind you and you kind of can rest your elbows on it. Because I noticed that year, a lot of kids liked to sit on the floor during independent time. And so I just, I you know, looked for sales at Target. And as soon as they all went on sale, I grabbed whatever I could. I also lowered my desks, and by doing that, I just took the legs off of them. So standard issue desks at school. That way kids could sit on the floor, uh, and that was that year of kids. They just really liked sitting on the floor. I think half of the desks I ended up with that year, we just we took the legs off, and I made it kind of a, we did it together. So they wanted to choose that, and then we kind of, you know, I brought my screwdrivers, and we I had the kids help me out. That was really fun. Uh, they also, I have a bunch of stools, like Ikea has $5 stools that if it breaks, it's really not a big deal, but I've had all six of my stools for seven years now and <laughs> they're holding up great. Uh, so I started small with 
inexpensive things. We're given at my school $150 at the beginning of every year to spend on items for the classroom. And I would use my beginning of the year money every year and get things that I I had wanted or saved or waited for, for flexible seating purposes. So every year would be something different, but I've morphed into having more of a collaborative table environment. So it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't even know how to talk about this without (laughs) just going into a bunch of side tangents, but I have six desks that are adjustable height. So they, if I have a lot of kids who like to stand, then I adjust them up higher and they also have a kick bar. So you can put your foot on it and it swings. I love them. I used to have one for my own desk. Like I stole it from them. I'm like, sorry, kids, this one's for me. Uh, And so I put those six together for one table because for the last two years I taught math and science and those are very collaborative subjects. Mm -hmm. So I mean, not no shade on reading or writing. I just haven't taught them in a few years and and Mm -hmm. so whatever. But I've got those. I have three adjustable height. You see the theme here? Adjustable height tables that are, I don't, at least seven feet long and three feet wide. And one of those is my desk or it was. And then I, I like to adjust things out and switch things. I, I, I don't like to have the same setup for more than a couple months because I feel in my brain, I need it. I need to change it up. I'm a changer upper. I feel like I get my kids really ready for middle school, my fifth graders, because they're so used to change. Like, oh, it's another, another month and Miss Hings changed the classroom around. No big deal. So yeah, I've got three of those. I have six adjustable height wobble stools. Uh, I got those on Amazon. I have six regular height wobble stools, table height, I guess I would say. And then, gosh, what else is in my room? Oh, Facebook Marketplace is a godsend. I mean, Mm -hmm. you just scroll through and you look for like, oh, this is a good deal. Or, oh, this is a good deal. Oh, I've been looking for this Ikea table. That's a great deal. So I found a school grade table, a round table for $20. And my friend who had a trick, yes. And it's, I want to say four feet across. So perfect for at least four kids and all their stuff. Anything that's inexpensive, you know, if you go thrift shopping, could find lots and lots of things, but I don't think that tables are the only thing that, or, or seating. I mean, it's called flexible seating, right? So I have different kinds of chairs. I don't, everyone who comes in my room asks, how do you not have a single blue chair? And I just don't like them. I don't like them. And I, I don't think the kids like them. Some kids have asked if we are going to be doing testing, they've asked me for a blue chair and I just go borrow from a neighbor from a a friend teacher next door. But I have these chairs with folding desks on them that also are on wheels. (laughs) And so there's six to eight, I think there's six wheels on the bottom. And then it has like a basket so you can put stuff under there. And some of the tables have broken off because, you know, fifth graders. (laughs) and I I think at this point I have 10 of them and they're fairly large but they can either be used by themselves if a kid doesn't want to have a table or they can be pulled up to a table and the majority of my furniture now the adjustable height tables and desks 
and all of the wobble stools and all of the chairs were purchased through a grant. So I talked about that. Uh, I think it was my episode, actually, episode one, where I, you know, applied for a grant on a very ominous grant that I had no idea what it was for. Well, it turns out <laughs> they said, order whatever furniture you think is is necessary or that you think you would like, and then we will test it out and get furniture for the whole school based on what y'all like. So mm-hmm. what I heard was, whatever you put on this list, we will buy for you. So I put a lot of things on the list. <laughs> I put uh, very expensive things from all over the place. And everyone else was very, oh, I, I think I'll do one of these tables and like a, a couple of chairs. I don't know. And, and I'm like, ladies, gents, like, let's go. Put put some stuff on there. Let's do this. And I was the only one who got almost all of my furniture bought and purchased. And, and I was very surprised on that. But I, I do have some normal school issue long tables. Do you, do you have, side note, do you have tables in your school that are coveted? Like It's complicated. Right? So, okay, these are the skinny. Like, the width of them is skinny. So, two of them go together real nice to make a table. But I have three of them. So, two of them are for one table, and then one's for, like, the front of the room and it fits perfectly between the door and the front of the classroom. So that's why they are coveted for us. Mm. But on top of all of that furniture that I got through the grant and then my table and all of the regular stools, I have more pillows than anyone could ever need in a classroom. I'm talking like my kids have use them to make a pillow fort or like dove underneath all the pillows. (laughs) And uh, yeah, they're all in my garage right now because hashtag coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I guess, oh, I forgot. I used to have our old TV stand from Ikea. We didn't need it anymore. We got a nice adult one, as you say. And uh, I took that in the classroom. It became a coffee table, and I put comfy chairs around it. So anybody in the school that was ever getting rid of, like, a wingback chair, you know, the little circle chairs with with uh, fabric on it or some anywhere mm-hmm. anyone was getting rid of one of those, I scooped it up. I got some from the neighbors at their garage sale. I got So most of them were free or very discounted. Because you tell anyone you're a teacher and they are a lot nicer and a lot more willing to give you things for less money. And Mm -hmm. uh, if anybody knows me, they know that I am a capitalizer of free things. If you don't ask, you won't get. It's our family philosophy. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I've spent a good amount of money on some really dumb stuff. And I say dumb as in I should not have bought dollar dollar section pillows. Because why? Like, they're cute, but, you know, why? I could have spent that $5 on, like, something functional. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so you just, you have to be an opportunist. You, If you want something, you've got to really take the time and find it. And I guess I didn't realize how much stuff I had in my room that was paid for by somebody else. But if you look for those grants, file a uh, donor's shoes or adopt a classroom, or anything. I mean, reach out to Facebook. I posted, does anyone have furniture they're getting rid of? I will take it. (laughs) I don't care what it is. And 
You know, I had what, maybe one or two takers and it was comfy, little comfy chairs, foldable comfy chairs. And the kids love that stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I have in my classroom right now, because of COVID, right now I have yoga balls for them to sit on at a traditional desk. Mm. Um, And then I also have yoga mats on the floor that I've sliced into thirds on desks with no legs on them. Mm -hmm. So that's what I have right now in my old classroom. I had done the district grant, and I was a winner. Yes. And I had surf seats. And, oh, my gosh, my kids love those things. And they're just the best. What is a surf seat, for those who don't know? I really am terrible at describing them. But they're like a S shape. Uh-huh. And you sit on one side, and then the stand goes between your legs, and then there's a desk. Nice. And so they can do their work right there. Very nice. And so I got a 10-pack of those for my classroom. Um, unfortunately, I had to leave those because they belong to the district. Oh, no. So that was so sad. But they're relatively inexpensive. I'm planning on requesting them for my new district grant. And we'll see what happens. Good luck. But I love those because they could just put them wherever they needed to sit. They weren't things that had to stay in one spot and they stacked them at the end of the day. I love that. So for me, there's not as much. Um, I I want at some point to have tables. Um, it's just because of COVID. Mm. It's just so different. And I'd love to have pillows and I'd love to have fabric stuff. And I just can't right now. Yeah. We had to take that all home. It's all my garage. So good luck on that grant. I hope that you, I hope that you get it. Do you? Did you already apply for it, or is it something that I comes haven't. out? I haven't. I, I think in my new district they apply in January, but I'm okay. not sure. I'm just watching for it. Um, if not, I'm almost to the point. I love those things so much. I'm just gonna bite the bullet. But I'm the same way. I got my yoga balls off Facebook Marketplace. I got two for the price of what I would have paid for one. And it just really, like, I think, like you said, just watching for things that you think could work that your kids would appreciate. And I eventually want to do, I want to get a couch. I want to get some things. But I want to hold off on that until, you know, we're able to sit on a couch together, you know. Exactly. Because COVID. Yes, because COVID. (laughs) So... Has there been anything that you've had that hasn't worked? Yes. It's funny. I didn't think about the yoga balls until you said it. So yoga balls for me, for fifth graders, don't work. And I only say that because we have popped so many of them. And I've purchased a couple, you know, Five Below is a store we have here. I don't know if you have it in Oklahoma. Yes. Okay. So they don't have it everywhere. It's not in California, but it is here. And it's great because everything is $5 and below. So I would get $5 yoga balls or I would ask parents or the kids. I I would even tell them at the beginning, if you have anything at home that you're not using anymore that you want to donate to the classroom, and I'd get yoga balls galore. So kids will sit down holding their pencil in their hand, right? Holding their pencil and they sit down (laughs) and pop goes the yoga ball. And I know that there's patches you can get for them, but for a $5 yoga ball, it's not worth it because it's just going to happen again. So (laughs) I have had many a yoga ball. And for me, 
the actual sitting on the yoga ball is fine. I, I'm used to kids, you know, on the wobble stools or the, the chairs on wheels, those spin as well. Like the actual seat, it can go back and forth. And I am used to looking out into my, I was, I was going to say audience, but into my, my classroom and seeing my students just move. There's rarely a kid now that just sits still and that's okay. I, I don't think the classroom should be a place where you need to sit still and never move and never get up and whatever. There's always kids in the back standing at the standing desks or, you know, look, they're looking at me, their head is looking at me, but their body is moving. So they're either, you know, bouncing up and down or wobbling back and forth or side to side, or they're spinning, kind of not spinning in a circle, but twisting back and forth. So that part is not a bother to me, but the bother was. I'm not going to continue to replace these yoga balls because Mm -hmm. you're just going to pop them. And it's never, it's not like they did it on purpose. Like I never made kids feel bad about, oh, you popped my yoga ball. No, it's just like, all right, well, we don't have yoga ball now and -hmm. let's move on. And, and I've Mm -hmm. kind of adopted, I, part of that grant was yoga ball chairs. And I was like, all right, I'll get a couple yoga ball chairs. I don't, the yoga ball chairs are okay. They're on wheels. They're theoretically great for the adults who want to sit on and balance on something at, at their desk. Uh, and some kids really like them, but for the most part, they were always one that nobody wanted to sit on unless there wasn't anything else left. Uh, so, yeah, I have a couple. And the yoga balls, anytime anyone in school emails free yoga ball, I would send a kid down to that classroom like, oh, hey, go pick that yoga ball up for me so we can put it in the chair that has no yoga ball in it because someone popped it. So mm-hmm. I don't like to replace those. Those are those are a no for me. And I also noticed the biggest feedback I would get from substitutes is the problem would be the yoga ball. So kids not only, I, again, I don't mind how they sit on it as long as they're not bouncing super duper high or making that slapping noise when they hit it, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like a, <laughs> you know exactly what that, it's like the, the mm-hmm. red cherry ball sound Mm -hmm. in PE. So that was always a problem for substitutes is misuse of the yoga ball or bouncing too high or they're laying on it on their stomach. And (laughs) you're like, why did you do that? Uh Uh-huh. Like why Uh why did you do that? And for me, you know, or or they're completely bent over backwards. Half of their body is underneath a table. Like a hey, you know, and for me it's a quick like, hey, stop doing that. And then we move on. But for substitutes, it's different. And that's fine. It's it just, in general, the yoga balls are not a great hit in my room. So one thing for me, same, like, it. I haven't had one pop yet. But this is my first year using them. Fingers crossed for um, you. And I only have two. And so for my kiddos that I let use them, they're actually a rotating seat option. When they get tired of using their, when they get tired of using their chair, they switch to a yoga ball. And so they don't stay on the yoga ball. They can choose to switch back and forth between them. And they 
They're not just on a yoga ball. And then I also have pool noodles that are taped together to keep them from going off. But sometimes they get to bouncing and I'm like, okay, I need you to stop because Miss Sawyer's cannot focus because they are bouncing so high that it's just like, oh my goodness. And I, I've already had kids fall off and I'm like, <laughs> how does this happen? I don't understand. And then, yeah. so anyway... But altogether, I mean, for me, the main thing that hasn't worked is kids letting themselves be distracted. Um, and like you said, it's just a quick redirect and it's all good. Yeah. So pool noodles, do you mean like you taped it in a circle? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I, I always wanted to try that and never got to it. I had a coworker that used a Frisbee. So they would put it sitting on a Frisbee and it tended to stay where it was. But yeah, yoga balls rolling across the room or you step out to go to the bathroom and you come back and they're like, using them <laughs> like to throw at each other or like bouncing off and then one kid goes flying and it's just <laughs> the things that fifth graders can figure out what to do or how to do with you know flexible seating what and the falling off like if you were sitting on that properly you wouldn't have fallen off of it or I had kids with yoga balls sitting with on their knees on the yoga ball with no feet on the ground and I'm like, hey, you sounds that, like a personal problem, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I that that became one of my rules. If you're going to sit on a yoga ball, you need one foot on the ground, or at least one foot, so that you are balanced in some way. Or I came in once from going to the bathroom, and one kid was standing on a wobble stool that was on its side. I know, yeah, yeah. Hannah's hands are up around her face, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's the universal sign. I'm like, oh, oh. and it <laughs> just looking over, going, really? Does that that's really a choice you're making right now? <laughs> it's fine. One of the other things I had too was the thinking back now. I think I got into flexible seating because I had some kids that were having such trouble. And I had heard about some cushion, air cushions that had texture on one side. And I, I got, I heard that was really good for kids with sensory issues. Mm -hmm. I say issues like sensory needs. Uh, mm -hmm. They, I got one and it really helped this kid. He would sit on his blue chair because that's all I had at the time and it was on those and I just got them from Amazon you know mm -hmm. and I, I that was a really big hit that other kids started asking for them and so I got a couple more and they're really inexpensive and I don't remember what they're called just like wobble cushions I think yeah that's what they're called I actually got some of those too in my grant in my old district and like you said, they really like those. I only got a few of them mm -hmm. um, just because I was trying to keep my grant price low so that they would fund it. Mm -hmm. And I think I got two of those, but those were usually the first things to go was that kids, they, some of my kids really liked sitting at the table. And so they liked being able to just have that as like a little sensory thing that they could use. Mm -hmm. And I liked the flexibility with those put a dollar in the jar flexibility is like the word of the year you know you say it too many times mm -hmm. you whatever uh <laughs> that's also just an inside joke too unprecedented yeah oh unprecedented that's right uh inside joke our principal started at our school this year is every time anyone in a staff meeting says the word flexible or flexibility they have to put a dollar in the jar and so she has done it a few times uh on purpose and like to show us and then on accident and someone called her out on it and she's like oh dollar in the jar so anyway uh we 
I, I used it because I, I read instructions. I'm an instructions reader. And I read that with those, it's not only for sitting, you can stand on them. Because if you're wanting to stand, yeah, you, it gives you like a balance practice. And it's something that mm. your brain can focus, it doesn't have to focus on. In, I don't, I haven't done enough research on flexible seating to really talk a lot about it in that respect. But I know that that's why wobble stools work and yoga balls. And cause your, your brain needs to be, or people tap their feet or tap a pencil, or if mm-hmm. your body is doing a repetitive motion, then you don't have to think about it. And you don't have to think about, Oh, I need to be sitting up straight or oh, I'm slouching, or I guess your brain can kind of calm down and listen. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's been really helpful. I think in my room, allowing kids Hey, do you want to go stand? Just go stand in the back of the room. I'm not going to get mad at you for needing to stand up. I mean, I, mm-hmm. as an adult going to a conference, I can't sit all day long. You know, we get up every 50 minutes and move to a new, a new session. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I like having things in terms of flexible seating that have multiple uses. Mm-hmm. And we had talked, uh, our last episode with Anna, she had talked about a kid breaking their toe when they were moving furniture. And I thought about that so much because I, I moved classrooms, I should say twice, once out of my current classroom and then back into my current classroom. And I had kids help me move stuff and we had all the rolly chairs. We just piled as many things as we can onto the rolly chairs and sent it down the hall. But I have had kids in the, I like to change my room up in the middle of class, not after school, not before school, mm-hmm. in the middle of class. Kids are working, it's quiet, and I'm like, I think we could rearrange it better. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I just start doing it. Or I'm like, nobody uses the standing desks. I think I'm going to lower them. And so two kids who are sitting at the desk or nearby, I'm like, you and you, come help me. And they hold it while I adjust it, because there's you, you never get the easy adjustable things mm-hmm. in education. I always get the cheapest thing they can get so they're holding it up as i'm re-screwing the legs in or the like adjustable part into a different area no injuries thank goodness only me only me well i think the biggest thing when it comes to flexible seating is yes you can do a lot of research um, and see evidence from other people but at the end of the day you need to look at your classroom and see what the evidence is in your classroom yes for what's happening because Okay, yoga balls don't work in a fifth grade classroom, but they are kind of working in a third grade classroom Mm -hmm. or whatever. Do what's best for your kids, because at the end of the day, like I say a lot, (laughs) you're the advocate for your kids. You're Mm -hmm. you're the one who's in charge of them. So, yes, we need to have evidence based practices. But at the the end of the day, evidence can be in your classroom. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be in a formal research paper. Yeah, and something you said at the beginning of the episode really stuck with me. I think you said something like the typical flexible seat. Like, this isn't the typical or the standard flexible seating. And and I think that's the hardest part for teachers to really get into who are wanting to start flexible seating but don't know where to start, is that there isn't one way to do it. Mm -hmm. Your classroom has flexible seating. My classroom has flexible seating. But the two of them don't look the same. And that's okay. They look completely different, really. Oh, yeah. 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 And and that's okay. And you definitely, I mean, I had looked... I think giving your kids 
letting them tell you where they learn best, not so that you have to buy more things, but so that you have the right amount of things available or at least on a schedule. I, you have to figure out what's what works best. Do you use a schedule Mm-mm. for seats in your room? So when I was in my old district, they were allowed to pick based on the day of the week. So like if they were an odd numbered student, they got to pick flexible seating first on those days. If they were an even numbered student, they got to pick their spots first on those days of the week and then after we went over bell work before I started my lesson for the day the other students could get any seating they wanted okay because of COVID they've picked their spot and that's the spot they're in for now um okay but I figure I'll at some point go back to the even odd thing because it worked really well that's good do you have a home base or did you in your old school did you have a home base for them and then a flexible option or just one option because i've heard that as well they they could either sit at a desk or they could take flexible seating and if it wasn't their day for flexible seating they did have to sit at the well it wasn't a desk it was a table but same thing okay but you had the, the standard blue chairs Mm-hmm. So it, it was an either or. Okay, you could sit at a typical table table and chair or sit in a flexible seating option. Okay, so that's that's another difference, I think, in flexible seating is you could have a schedule. Mm-hmm. You could say every other day you get to pick or, you know, we'll rotate through who gets to pick first. And I I tend to go with the easiest option, right? I am... You know, I'm a teacher and I like to have control, but only to a point. And this is something that I just did not want to manage. You know, you got to pick, you got to pick what you're managing at the beginning of the year. And this was not one of those things. So I just left it open. I think the first week of school, I said to them, you cannot sit in the same type of seating more than once in the first week, because I want you to try out every option to see what works best for you. Cause I know that maybe at home you like sitting on the couch, but maybe here that's not the best for you. And a lot of times kids would talk, come to me halfway through the day and go, I really don't like where I'm sitting. I know this is not for me. Can I sit somewhere else? And I would say, yes, I probably had a, like five extra types of seating available per class just in case that happened. Like, hey, I'm sitting on a yoga ball, but it's really not working for me. Can I sit somewhere else? And after that, I just left it open to whoever gets here gets the seats. And you know, I've never seen kids get to school faster, right? I mean, some kids, some, some schools have problems with that, with, you know, attendance, attendance or tardiness. And goodness gracious, the ones that showed up first were not the ones that you would expect. Mm-hmm. They were the kids who weren't necessarily the scholars of the classroom, but they wanted that one seat. Mm-hmm. They wanted to sit together with their friends. And that's another thing, too. Do you have all the same types of seating in one spot? So part of my grant at my old district was that I had to provide some evidence and they said that Mm -hmm. could even be a poll of your class. And the reason I had my seating the way it was, was because the only kids that said they didn't want flexible seating in my room cited classroom management concerns because they'd Hmm. seen kids fight over it or they hadn't gotten an opportunity to use it. And like I said, I didn't have, and that was another reason I rotated, was because I didn't have enough. Um, I had 10 surfboard seats, and two or three of those 
wobble cushions. And so that was 13. And my biggest class had 23. And so Mm -hmm. that was my way to manage it. And like I said, as, as the year went on, it got to where the kids that wanted to sit at flexible seating got to sit at flexible seating. And that's great. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it ends up managing itself Mm -hmm. essentially, at least for you and for Mm -hmm. me. And Another way to organize, I noticed, especially in the very beautiful Instagram classrooms in which mine is not one of those, uh, I, I, I can't put all the same kinds of seating in one area because you think about different kinds of kids, they like different kinds of things mm-hmm. and they may be all friends with each other, but that doesn't mean they all like to sit on wobble stools. Mm -hmm. And so I started out like all of the yoga balls are at this table and all the wobble stools are here and all the this are there. And it it morphed and the kids would ask, can I really want to sit with my friend? Can I move this chair? And I just said, yes, because the, the biggest part of flexible seating is allowing for me, allowing my kids to sit with their friends. And I would tell them at the beginning, here's a paper. I give them a paper to sign. I found it on Teachers Pay Teachers. I think it was free. And it just says, I'm going to use the furniture correctly. And if I'm not, my teacher has the right to take it away from me and give me something traditional. And that is a big motivator. And especially a couple reminders. Hey, if you can't handle this, mm-hmm. you you don't get to sit with your friends. And and as long as you set that up at the beginning of the year, you're set. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have a lot of problems with flexible seating. I think it go, it works really well for me. My system works for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is I've had to adjust every year for different kids because every group is different. So having like hard and fast flexible seating you know, rules or setup is just not what flexible seating is about. Mm-hmm. And you have to find what works for you in the time and place where you're at. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard, I think, for a lot of teachers to hear. They want to do it. I want to do flexible seating, but I don't like the unknown or have not having that control over it. And that's okay. My neighbor next to me, she really wants the same type of seating. She likes those trap tables put into desks. You're like uh, big tables, not desks, mm-hmm. and the blue chairs around it. And that's okay. Because mm-hmm. everybody's different. Everybody teaches differently. And there's no one thing that's right or wrong. So, so Hannah, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of flexible seating? No, not really. I think we've really covered it all. Like, find the thing that works for you and trust that it's, it's the right thing. And Yeah, and be okay with changing yeah. it up. Because if it's not working, you don't have to stick with it forever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm so glad everyone joined us this week. I hope you come back. Yes, come back soon. Cheers. Cheers.